Hey there, Dr. B here with your Module 1 Clarifying Lecture. So I'm going to practice what I preach, and in a moment I'm going to go get some of those uh, 300 minutes of exercise that I've told you all to do. So right after this, that's what I'm going to do. So I have my Precision Nutrition hat on. i got my Tung Sudo sweatshirt on, so ready to go. I know that 622 is nothing like anything that you've ever taken before in ABA. This is a brand new course. This is the first time we're offering it. It's part of the fifth edition task list, which now requires a course in theory, philosophy, and um, I've added in a little bit about basic research. And the question is, why the heck do we have to work with rats? Why are we not going to hear too much about people? Um, why is this going to be so different? And think of it this way. Um, think of this like if you are going to medical school, you need a prerequisite of bio, and you need a prerequisite of chem, and you need a prerequisite of physics in order to understand anatomy and physiology, which would then allow you to be able to um, implement the interventions that make bodies heal. Think about it that same way. So when I went from my personal trainer, um, I had to take a course in anatomy and physiology. If I had not had bio in high school, and if I had not had chem, oh, I would have been so lost. So think of this as like your bio and chem course that you have to take. Um, I hope you take it a little bit more seriously than I took my chem course, um, but I think that you will end up enjoying it, and it's going to make you that much better of a practitioner. Announcements. Um, with CyberRat, please make sure you download and purchase the application so the demo won't work for you. You actually have to buy it. It's $25, and all you have to do is download it and install it and name your rat. Other than that, you don't have to do anything else. It'll give me a class list of everyone, and I'll also be able to see where you are in the experiments. Now, Excuse me, why are we doing it this way? Because I don't want you to get stuck in the end at module six and you can't do any of the experiments. So please make sure that you've done, um, you've downloaded the cyber rat, that you're doing the experiments when you're um, expected to do them, because if you try to do it all at the end, it's just not going to work for you. Your group contracts look great. I would suggest maybe a little bit more detail in your. Um, problem-solving area because taking a vote is great, but do you need a majority? Do you need a quorum? What happens if somebody disagrees with the vote? Um, unfortunately, as we are seeing now in, in politics, um, you got to have a plan for all those types of things. Um, so make sure that you have a plan in place for those. Catania um, is probably a different book than you've ever read before. Charlie was one of my mentors, um, I'm happy to say. And also, Charlie was a, a student of B.F. Skinner's at Harvard. He was also a student of Nat Schoenfeld's at Columbia. So this guy is off the charts brilliant. Um, sometimes it takes a couple of reads in order to get what he's saying. I used to say, I used to have to listen to his lectures three times before I got it. So if you don't get it on the first pass, read it again, and then read it one more time. There are a lot of lectures by Charlie on YouTube, so if you want to hear him speak um, on certain topics, I highly recommend just Googling his name, and you'll get some 
really um, cool videos from him. So the video discussion, I'm aware that um, there was one place where old assignments were um, left in the course because we copied some of the stuff from 619 over to here, um, unfortunately. So um, I gave you credit if you followed those directions or if you followed the directions that I was intending for you. So I want to talk a little bit about it. Um, great discussion. Um, so some of you said that... Uh, social media that you were on it too much others said no i'm not on it at all um, i'm somewhere in the middle i completely relate to the individual who said that they have to use it for work um, but then they end up getting sucked in in their personal life totally get that um, and as we talk about schedules of reinforcement i want you to think about how the contingencies are set up so that social media can be so quote unquote addicting I think you might be interested in how that all comes about. Some of you were talking about why we work with rats and pigeons. One person said food um, is a primary reinforcer for humans and for rats. That is true. But it's also true that rats and pigeons engage in the same responses to environmental stimuli and contingencies that humans do. So one of you said you can control better for a rat or a pigeon's environment than you can for an, a human, and that's absolutely true. Um, there's a lot of prior learning history and a lot of the environment that you can't control for. You know, you wouldn't um, put somebody in a chamber and give them pellets, um, but you can do that with a rat or pigeon, and it's very important to show that these phenomena exist before we say, oh, I'm going to apply it. Otherwise, you don't have a natural science. There are questionable, part, questionable parts of behavior analysis that have recently hit the news a little bit more. Um, and some people talking about the experiments in the 70s um, where Reekers um, taught boys to only play with trucks and be less effeminate um, and what happened with the fallout of that. Um, it wasn't quite as far as quote-unquote conversion therapy, but it was certainly um, the building blocks of that. Um, so those are some of the um, less good parts of ABA for sure. Um, unfortunately, when I was designing this course, that stuff hadn't really um, surfaced as much as it did it does now. Um, so I kind of missed an opportunity to work to talk about some of the more controversial parts of behavior analysis. Um, hopefully you'll get some of that in ethics, or, and maybe I'll try to put together an extra credit model, module for you on that. Um, but that's going to take a little bit of time. I was interested in how... Um, you approach the get and avoid. What would you move heaven and earth to get and what would you get move heaven and earth to avoid? Um, a lot of you said um, things that were quite personal, um, things that were pretty deep and from the heart, and I really appreciate that. Mine are usually a bit more superficial than that. Um, I usually say I would move heaven and earth to meet Paul McCartney, um, and I would move heaven and earth to never have to go to the eye doctor again because that's a place that I really do not like to go. I'd have seven root canals before I'd want to go back to the eye doctor again. Um, but, you know, 
I appreciate the fact that you got a little deeper than I did. So well done. Fluency, you all got this well. Um, I'm going to address a little bit more about why the fluency quizzes are five minutes in, um, in the questions and feedback. And then um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be going from there. Behavior change. Um, a lot of you talked about some changes that you'd like to make. You'd like to meditate more. You'd like to um, be better with housework. Um, you'd like to decrease procrastination. All those things you could do for yourself. You could do a behavior change project on yourself. Um, the question is, can ABA change things like anxiety? And the answer is, surprisingly, yes. Um, we'll get a little bit into relational frame theory in this course, and you'll learn a little bit more about how um, behaviorists view emotion, thinking, verbal behavior. I know we scratched the surface on that in 619, but we're going to get a little deeper in that in this course. And there's also a really good article by Pat Fryman. Excuse me. And I want to say that it was published 1999 or so. Um, about why behavior analysts should study anxiety. So hopefully this course is going to show you that ABA is not a method, okay? And that you'll start getting away from this idea of ABA method or ABA therapy and get that this is really a natural science with natural science underpinnings. And I really think that these things, as uh, somebody said, uphold our profession. That we are not just a method to be used with a certain population, but that we are scientists. We are scientists who use database decision-making, as you learned in 621, to make changes in the world. Um, the stuff that you're going to learn here is not going to be quite as socially significant. It's going to be more about, um, you know, kind of providing evidence that phenomena exist, but that is the building block to then making socially significant change. I like to think about it too, like, you know, we say, oh, you know, you'll have more tools in your toolbox. Actually, I like to think about this as the toolbox that you'll put the tools in, um, because this is going to be kind of the framework that you're going to use for the rest of your courses. A lot of you talked about discipline issues in school. Um, a lot of you talked about yellers. I can relate to yellers. I'm not a big fan of yellers, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely a thing. Um, some of you actually talked about corporal punishment in some of your schools. Um, and obviously, you know, you'll find out what the side effects of yelling and corporal punishment are in this course in great detail. So. Um, I do want to talk about determinism versus being determined. There were a few people who said, I think determinism is about being determined to succeed. I want you to go back and take a look a little bit more at Skinner and look at your 619 stuff. You will need the stuff from 619 in order to um, have a frame of reference for 622. And remember that we said that in determinism, what we're saying is that there are no free choices, that everything is determined by the environment. So it's not about us having determination as much as the environment determining our behavior. The 
question about irrational behavior, how would behavior analysts describe and explain behavior that seems irrational? I do want to say that we put together this question last year, um, about two summers ago, actually. So um, this wasn't in response to the events that have been happening in the past two weeks, but um, I'm sure that there are people in this course who are saying who are asking that question. And behavior analysts are, um, you know, we usually say there's something in the environment that makes no behavior really irrational. Um, there's always a reinforcer. Um, there's always a pattern. And sometimes it's almost impossible to figure out what that is, but it's there. And I had a question about the Cooper book. Um, you will be reading it. I don't know if you read it in 621. I hope you did. Um, you will be also looking at it in 623, 24, 25. And some people say, oh, that's the only book you need to ever pass. And sometimes it makes me cringe when they call it the White Bible. Because to me, Bible refers to an unfailing um, religious document. And there's no such thing as unfailing religious documents in behavior analysis. You have to read from a, a wide variety of sources to be a competent behavior analyst. And so, yes, you know, the Cooper book is a good foundation because a lot of people use it. And a lot of it is, um, is um, mirrored on the BACB exam. But because you didn't have it yet doesn't mean that you're doomed not to pass the test. Um, in fact, I want it to be, again, just another tool in that toolbox in which you have Skinner and you have Johnston and you have Catania and you have Cooper and you have the articles that you've read and the videos that you've watched and that you have a more well-rounded approach to behavior analysis. All right, questions. Um, there was one really kind of... Uh, overarching question and that was why is the fluency quiz only five minutes long can't I please have more time um, so fluency let's talk about what fluency is fluency is the ability to do something quickly consistently and correctly and so these words and these definitions really need to be automatic they need to be um, right at the tip of your tongue because when you get to the later courses 623 624 625 if you're not knowing what a vi schedule is off the tip of your tongue you're going to have to go look it up it's going to take you three times as long to do the assignments later on and i do we do see that we see that you know when people kind of get rusty on their terms and they're not as fluent um that they do struggle a little bit more with um, the intervention pieces. So um, five minutes for a 20 question quiz is actually really long. Um, for a 20 question type of SAFMED setup, like I sent you, it's usually about one to two minutes. So five minutes, I'm actually giving you some extra time um, by making it that long. The other reason why we have time tests is because the BACB exam is timed. And if you time out, you time out. Um, and then, you know, you're not going to pass. So the more fluent you can get with this stuff, um, 
the better off you are. Even if, you know, you, this is your second language, I would probably argue to say that behavior analysis is then your third language um, because we use these terms in such a unique way. So how can you study for it? Well, there's, um, I would take the Quizlet and I would use all of its capabilities. But the one capability that I would use, um, I also suggested the SAFMEDS, those are also good too. Um, the one capability that I would use is that I would set up practice quizzes for yourself. And somebody asked about, um, is it gonna be term then definition or definition then term? It's probably gonna be a little bit of both. So you wanna be prepared um, either to see the term or the definition as your question. And you can set those up in Quizlet. And what I want you to do is take those vocabulary lists and give yourself a 20 question quiz. And rather than giving yourself five minutes, give yourself two and test yourself. And do this maybe four or five times. And when you get to about 90%, you're ready to take that quiz for real in Blackboard. So um, really, it's, it's really about that quick, consistent, correct. You can't cram for a fluency quiz. It's impossible. Um, it's actually very counterproductive. So the best thing to do is distribute your practice amongst really short sessions across the week, and you're going to be okay. All right, that's it for me for this week. Um, I'll usually get these out a little bit earlier than Saturday, um, but I had a lot of clients this week. So, um, so thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.